The date is October 11th, 1991, and we're watching Ernest Scared Stupid. Welcome to I Used to Like This Movie. and welcome to I Used to Like This One, the show where we take a look back at movies we remember fondly from our childhood and attempt to look past the nostalgia to see if they still hold up. My name is Sean Wells, and with me, as always, is the Bobby Tulip to my Tom Tulip. Oh, I thought this was going to be the rim shot to your Ernest. <laughs> oh, okay. With me, as always, is the rim shot to my Ernest. <laughs> no, just kidding. Hello, I'm Colin Stewart. And this week, we brought back one of our guests who we last saw when we talked about Ghost, Marissa Dingle. Welcome back, Marissa. Thanks for having me back, guys. Oh, boy. I- I'm excited to talk some Ernest. What is your favorite Ernest movie? Oh, that's a good question. I think Ernest Goes to Camp. Okay. Okay. Right on. Mm-hmm. So this week, we are looking back at October 1991, when the movies and theaters were The Super, Necessary Roughness, The Fisher King, Suburban Commando, and of course, our movie for today, Ernest Scared Stupid, which earned $14.1 million on a $9.6 million budget. And as always, there will be some stupid spoilers ahead, so if you don't want this movie to be spoiled for you, then please hit pause, go watch it, and come back and hear what we have to say. So the tagline that appears on the poster for this movie is, What? No tagline? For the first time ever in over a hundred episodes, I was not able to find a tagline for this movie. I looked at poster images and everything. Nothing. No taglines. I mean, we could workshop one, I guess. Hmm. So there's something with trolls. Trolls, I feel like. yeah. There's a. Uh, uh, it'll tr- turn you into troll- a wooden puppet. Trolling, trolling some, <laughs> tr- tr- trolling for kids. What? <laughs> trick, trick or troll. There trick we go. or troll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so we've got no description of this movie. So let's go to Colin and get a sixty-second synopsis. <laughs> Was a t- these were tough. Okay. When Trantor, a demonic troll, is captured and imprisoned inside a tree, he curses his captor, promising that with each generation they will become stupider and stupider until eventually one becomes stupid enough to release him. One hundred years later, that descendant arrives in the form of Ernest P. Worrell, sanitation expert. After Ernest and his friends, who are children, build a treehouse in Trantor's tree, Old Lady Hackmore informs him of the curse, only to see it fulfilled when Ernest inadvertently frees the troll. Now free, Trantor begins harnessing the souls of neighborhood children and the dog, Rimshot, by turning them into wooden dolls in order to use their energy to create his own child army of trolls. Needing to get the troll back in the tree, Ernest and his pal Kenny try to gain the support of the adults in town who don't believe them, but naturally believe Ernest may be behind all the missing children. After multiple unsuccessful attempts to defeat the troll and the loss of his faithful dog, Rimshot, they discover Trantor may be vulnerable to milk. When the milk works on the troll children, Ernest realizes that the only thing that can defeat Trantor is unconditional love and opts to hug the demon into submission. 
Ernest's love overwhelms the troll, causing him to explode, freeing the children in Rimshot. In the end, Ernest saves the day and is proclaimed a hero, and nobody questions why a grown man spends his time playing in the forest with children. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> right on. Ernest is a big part of my childhood. I asked Marissa at the top there what her favorite one is. Mine is either camp jail or christmas it's one of those three ernest scared stupid is one of those ones i don't have a huge history with i I, i'm choice age for ernest being part of the popular culture being part of all the commercials he was everywhere ernest was fucking everywhere at one point and i i was right in that prime age but this one was kind of as i was growing out of ernest and so i've seen it a couple times but it's by far my favorite of the Ernest movies. But, I mean, it's always fun to have a movie like this at Halloween to go against the curve, the spooky movie that's not spooky. <laughs> um, I'm, I want to go to Colin first, though, on this. Usually I go to the guest first. Colin, I am curious because we haven't discussed this this particular thing, but... I want to know if you have an experience with Ernest, if you know anything about Ernest before these movies. Because I have a feeling you haven't. I remember watching at least a couple of Ernest movies when I was, like, really little. Like, four or five, maybe. Okay. okay. Like, really, really young. Like, And I don't even remember which ones they were. I, I think it was... I, I think it was Camp... Okay. Maybe army, but I don't know. Okay. So, so like I have no, I have no real recollection of those movies, but I remember them being around. And okay. I, funnily enough, I remember liking them when I was little, but watching them now, I'm I find it strange that that would be the case. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Marissa, when I reached out to you, you were excited about Ernest. So I was. Yeah, let's hear your uh, history with Ernest P. Worrell. Um, I remember watching a lot of these movies growing up, so I have very fond memories of them. I wouldn't say it was a huge part of my childhood, mm-hmm. um, but Ernest was definitely one of those characters that was very beloved in my family. I like to refer to Ernest as like a poor man, Ace Ventura. <laughs> like <Okay. laughs> one of those classic characters that you love to love. Well, and also, also more of a family friendly Ace Ventura too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no blowjobs in an Ernest movie, you know? No, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, he's got those like little like mannerisms, like his little, uh, like, yeah, yeah. there's just the Ernestisms, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. But rewatching it, I was shocked how little I remembered because it's been ugh, decades since I've watched these movies. I'm like, wow, I remember so little other than Ernest himself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt for myself, it's probably been at least 20 years since I visited an Ernest movie mm-hmm. and, and watching it was like, holy cow, right. This used to be a big part of my childhood, but like a short period of my childhood. Yeah. Well, let, let's jump into Ernest Scared Stupid. It's directed by John R. Cherry III, produced by Stacey Williams. I, I find it odd that Jim Varney isn't a producer. Like, is this the days before stars were producing movies? That seems to be, you know, a cash cow for 
celebrities these days is starring and producing a movie. Well, especially like, I mean, maybe you guys can illuminate me. Like, what is the history of Ernest? But to me, it seems like this would be akin to, I don't know, like, what's a, it's just like he embodies that character so much that it, I would find it hard that to believe that he wouldn't be a producer on it because it seems like it would be his his thing. Like it, it'd be almost like whenever uh, you know, like somebody from SNL or like a sketch troupe or something like that makes a movie out of one of their characters. Like they they usually get a producer credit just because they develop the character. This seems kind of like that type of situation. I, I'd go further and say it's even more like someone like Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, Paul, yeah, yeah. You know, like even even more than just a character on SNL. I mean, Larry the Cable Guy. I mean, these are characters that become such a big part of their lives. I mean, you could relate to the wrestling idea as well. Yeah. For that kind of thing. Yeah, Ernest, I, I don't know whether he started in movies first or whether he started in commercials first. But he was huge in commercials. Like, he, he hawked Coke. He hawked... Uh, uh, insurance i think like he just like he he was because it was always he, it, the it was the know what i mean Vern commercials like it was always done with a point of view camera where he was always following this invisible guy that you never saw Vern around the house and so if i remember correctly the insurance companies were or commercials were he was destroying the house as he was going through Vern's house that kind of thing as Ernest is wont to do but I don't know if the commercials were first or whether he had a movie and then launched the commercials off that. I'm not sure where the genesis was, but that that is a lot of what Ernest was. It started off as kind of a sketch thing and then turned into nine movies. We we missed out on a possible Ernest spaced out, I guess, that they canceled because the last Ernest movie didn't make any money. So <laughs> My other question is, are these movies that went to the theater, or are these like made-for-TV movies? They're movies or that direct went... to maybe direct to video or something no, like that. They're they're movies that went to the theater, uh, okay. most of them, but uh, most of them were also only released in North America. Like, there's not very much international release on any Ernest movies except the Christmas one. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, oh, finally, written by John R. Cherry III, Coke Sams. Yes, Coke Sams. His real name is Hansford Sams III. We've got another the third in here. But he, it was his nickname, and that became like his professional name because that was the first word he said as a child was Coke, which ultimately could be a really tragic backstory depending on which <laughs> kind of coke this child's first word that he's exposed to is <laughs> and it's also written by charles gale and so we open the the movie on there's some it's, it starts off with no music and blood dripping from the letters and then we get a castle and and lightning strike and the music starts up and we've got this whole opening credits with Ernest making silly faces at the camera and I have in my notes I'm worried that Colin isn't going to like these opening credits because of like <laughs> because of what he has recently said in our Tommy Boy episode about physical comedians that all of a sudden I'm like oh shit I'm putting Colin <laughs> through torture with an Ernest movie well 
I mean, you're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I thought maybe, you know, because Jim Varney is all about face stuff, I thought maybe we could get you into it that way. You know what I think the saving grace for this movie was? I think I mentioned it previously, but, like, my daughter is super into Toy Story, and I've watched the entire Toy Story, like, quartet or whatever it is, I don't know, countless times in the last few months. And I remember when Toy Story 3 rolled around, I was like, where's Slink? And then I, I didn't, and, and then watching this movie, I was like, why does this guy's voice sound so, so, so familiar? And I put two and two together and found that Jim Varney was Slinky the dog. Oh, you, then, you didn't I, know who Jim Varney was, basically. No, I didn't. And then I, yeah. and then I found out that he like died at 50 years old, which is pretty sad. Yeah. And then that's why he wasn't in the third movie. So yeah, shame. Bev- Beverly Hillbillies too. There's another Jim Varney classic. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at I was looking at his uh his uh, IMDb and I was like I think the only thing I know is Toy Story in earnest here but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we get a girl getting chased in the point of view and we see a monster getting caught and this movie is like a nightmare right from the beginning. I was surprised by how scary they went with this earnest movie and I read that they thought that that may have impacted its overall take was they, they made this earnest movie a bit too scary. <laughs> ah. I mean, I guess, yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> you, you don't think this is an intense opening? I mean, you know, I've seen some of the scary movies on Disney plus these days where they end up singing a musical number in the woods or something. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess it might be a little scary, but like, you know, it fades pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, in comparison to the other Ernest movies, sure, absolutely, it's intense. It's quote scary, but I don't know. For me, I'm just like, oh, the acting is just so over the top at the beginning. I'm like, it's, and then I just find the movie just gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not scary. It's gross. <laughs> Which part of it? The snot monster? The booger lips? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we find out that Briarville has this unique history of catching a monster and burying it underground and planting a tree on top of it. And find out that there is this history of war rolls and how they've been getting dumber over generation and generation to generation. And we cut to our hero, Ernest P. Worrell, and his mop machine is on the fritz. He's a garbage man. And we find out what an awesome dog Rimshot is right from the beginning. Mm. Number one character in the movie, right? Absolutely. Definitely best performance by far. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he he gets trapped inside the uh, garbage truck, and he's in peril. And it it's reminiscent of Star Wars to me, you know, trying to stop the trash uh, compactor. Yeah, what what is the secret if you get stuck inside a trash compactor? I mean, do you really have any hope, or do you have to hope that ki- some kids are nearby that will come and save you? I don't I mean. Think I would hope say so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's no no safety valve on the inside that you can pull. No emergency that you know of. No. I don't know. I'm no expert on garbage trucks. I was just wondering. I was going to say, I don't know. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm just thinking, you know, like if movies have taught me anything, 
you're going to get tra trapped in a uh, garbage compactor with pretty good odds, right? I mean, I kind of have to feel like in earnest, it, like the Star Wars situation is different because they don't have any like control over the actual controls. But in earnest situation, I don't know this to be true for sure, but I think on a waste truck, my guess is like, it's not like you just press the button and it does its thing. Like, I'm pretty sure it has to be manual, like you need to be holding it. So if you were to fall and release the button, then crisis averted you have to hold the switch in place not you know i would okay. think i would think so because well i mean yeah yeah i don't know they've also probably aren't banking on that many people falling into that thing but yeah, yeah. <laughs> i guess it depends on the style of it but i know when i worked at my last job we had a like a very large compactor in the back and it actually had a key that you had to put in and turn and hold it and then yeah, yeah so i i think they've made it pretty uh un human crushable <laughs> yeah. foolproof mean, this, this is 1991 <laughs> so this is an old style garbage truck that's true yeah, yeah. oh laws weren't as strict as they are now no no you <laughs> but i mean he's not supposed to be riding with his dog in the truck so i mean the only thing that does end up helping him in the end is the one thing that he's definitely break has a violation over just don't don't they say that they they say you're not supposed to have your dog with you, don't they? Or am I imagining that? Maybe I'm imagining that. Uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. But isn't the kids that come and hear him screaming that come to the rescue? Oh, they're not yeah. supposed to be in the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what he's going to get in trouble for. That's right. Yes. This one guy that's just driving around with kids. You know, there there could be a very different movie here. This is a very trusting town to let this adult drive around with your kids and lure them into the woods and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, this wouldn't be happening in, in today's modern modern world with uh, helicopter parents and the like. Yeah, yeah. So the cop ends up, the or the dad of the the main kid, what, what was his name, Austin? Kenny. Kenny? Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> oh, I, I think the actor, yeah, the actor is Austin. Sorry, yes. Yeah. He only ever did this in one episode of Evening Shade. I guess he got teased so much ha about having to kiss in this movie that he <laughs> gave up acting. Wow, that's sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do better, 1991. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm just trying to think. Like na nowadays, if you got on a movie, you would be you would be the king of your school. You'd have like you'd have millions of followers on Instagram. Your whole school would be following you. And yeah. back then, you're there like <laughs> these these kids had the had the audacity to shame shame a child for being on TV. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the cop takes the kids home and tells Ernest he has to go to clean a place up. This is the Eartha Kitts house. The scrapyard house is kind of cool, but why are they making him clean it up? Like, it's her property, right? I didn't understand that at all. Because at one point, like, the mayor... Is it the mayor? Yeah. The mayor, the mayor comes to Kenny's dad, the police officer, and basically says, like... He's sick of this property and it needs to be cleaned up. Ba he basically says, like, you know, they'll they'll get like the bylaw people on her to and like, yeah, send send her like some 
notices or whatever to like clean up her property. But then he goes and chases down Ur- Ur- Earl Ernest and tells him to like tells him to go do it. Like yeah. I don't I don't think that you could just roll up on somebody's property and just start cleaning it up. Yeah, without some sort of legal uh, or escort or <laughs> escort. Yeah. yeah, if you if you truly think she's some crazed hoarder lady. Yeah, yeah. So the kids, they, uh, and I forgot how much of a kids movie this actually is. Like, I, I always forget that it's like it stars a bunch of kids too. But they, they've got this cool little haunted house going on, and then the Murdochs come in and start shaking their building. What little shits? Oh my god! Like, I would murder <laughs> those children. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of them. That's what they should be hiring Ernest to do. Ah. Oh. They never really get their, like, comeuppance either. They kind of get, like, a few scenes later, they get the food gun or whatever with the pizza and the tomato sauce and all that launched at them. But, like... Yeah, oh, no. Like, they should have got turned into turned into wood. Yeah. Does, doesn't one of them? Yeah, oh, yeah, I think they do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, one of the kids does, and then at the end, I think Kenny's like, hey, sorry about so-and-so, and then they're all friends again. Could, like, that fixed everything <laughs> yeah but but they're like the last ones that do yeah they just they, they seem so irredeemable at the beginning here and i don't believe their transformation i don't buy it <laughs> i don't buy it john cherry the third <laughs> apparently with the uh pizzas the 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 same prop master worked on teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 the secret of the ooze and Ooh. so he had leftover prop pizzas. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> I and thought so... they looked familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's uh that's a little Easter egg for you. Or that's incredible. Pizza egg. Yeah. I love that. I'm just, so imagine, much. <laughs> I'm just imagining this guy like pulling it out of a locker and like dusting dusting it off and <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just what I was looking for. <laughs> this will make the perfect splash. I, I got the recipe perfect for that one. Uh, it was kind of sad for me, to be honest, to see Eartha Kit in this movie. Like, she's, she's she might be my favorite Catwoman. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, here she is. All things considered, the 1966 Batman series and movie cannot be considered, like highbrow uh film <laughs> but well i i going did to hear it seems like a seems seems like a, a drop yeah a little bit but i did hear that it was because of this movie she owed someone a favor and uh-huh. and was was cast in emperor's new groove to do the voice of yzma so uh-huh. th- there we go so thanks to this movie we got yzma so it balances out right interesting I always find that's a weird that's a weird career thing you hear about with uh, famous actors of like when you they do like a shitty role as a favor just so they can do something they actually want like I don't that that would be that would be a tough sell for me I think <laughs> yeah well you know I've done it so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the kids go to tell Ernest about what happened, and he's sitting there jacking up the back of his truck. 
And we get one of his little various costumes montage, which gets to show the range of Jim Varney, including several women and a brown-faced Genghis Khan-type character. But when the uh, when the truck falls and the jack goes flying out, uh, you know, into the street and it hits the mayor's car, you can totally see the back window break before it actually hits. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I wasn't sure if that was crazy or not. <laughs> no, no, yeah, they they totally popped the squib too early or something. And they're like, well, we had one shot at it. So yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like good good enough filmmaking, I guess. <laughs> you know, we don't need to we don't need to revisit that one. It was alright. Yeah. But meanwhile, like this whole tree set it was it was an old shoe factory they got like a hundred thousand square feet of space and so this whole forest clearing is a set and it's like okay well that's where all the money went they couldn't afford the second blown out back window yeah plus that trantor costume i feel like i think i had to set them back a little bit yeah I mean, I, I feel kind of like you did back when we watched Harry and the Hendersons, where it's like, the makeup is far better than the movie deserves. You know, it's... <laughs> yeah, the troll costume has some, uh, I'll say like the mask, whatever mask they do with the like boogers and the weird little ear things that pop out every now and then. I don't know what they're like, his radar antenna things. Yeah, But whatever. uh I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've watched too many like series of Power Rangers, but I couldn't help but feel like they pulled that costume out of the Power Rangers back lot. <laughs> I had the same thought. I was again watching it again. I was like, man, back for like the early '90s, like that, like costuming for the troll was on point. Yeah. Well, see, I, yeah, I think it was impressive. Like it was, it was well. It wasn't cheap. The, yeah. the the makeup guy is the same guy that worked on Killer Clowns from Outer Space, apparently. Oh, shit. That much I know. Yeah, but I've never actually seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That old chestnut. That old chestnut, yeah. <laughs> I've never back, seen it. Back in the Ghoulies era, I don't know. Killer Clowns from Outer Space is one of those movies that I would put... It's almost like a, a nice writing, writing uh, cue... Or prompt, like, just take this title, don't watch the movie, but just imagine what it might be. Yeah, you, you give it to an improv troupe to be like, okay, yeah, exactly. here you go. <laughs> yeah, Give us a 60-minute long-form improv. <laughs> Here's your title. So, Ernest, the weird, loner, creepy guy, takes the kids out to the forest. And, uh, you know, I have to say, Ernest is probably the person that I would least want to be lost in the woods with. He just doesn't seem to have his wits about him in the woods. No. Even though in not. the woods? Well, yeah, I mean, anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> the woods seems especially dangerous, though. You know, it's just, uh, you could get lost for days with Ernest end up being eaten by a coyote mm-hmm. but he finds the spooky tree and he thinks well that's uh that's the best place to build this tree house i have to say it's a pretty kick-ass tree house once he gets done with it though i mean they you know mm-hmm. they they did do a bang-up job i mean i was impressed with the monster squad tree house throwing it back to a couple years ago when we did monster squad as a halloween episode but you know this one though 
I think it would be kind of cool to have a car door as one of my walls and things like that. And the headlights in the front. Yeah, it was sick. <laughs> <laughs> and weapons. I mean, you know, like you got to have something that shoots cat food and pizza. Yeah. But, but man, what a waste of pizza. <laughs> that was my thing. I was like, I get, I get cat food and like really gross stuff. But why are you wasting a good a good pizza? <laughs> yeah, all you're gonna do is piss off that kid's mom, who's gonna have to do do a little extra. She's gonna have to shout it out, you know. She's gonna have to do a little extra stain removal on that when that kid gets home. <laughs> pizza sauce all over him. God, little punk. So you know, Ernest, of course, unleashes evil because he's a dumbass. And yeah, just just by building this treehouse on the sacred tree, and and then he's telling them like this ghost story, and says that oh, legend says that if a a, a whorl descendant does this, and so it's like knock three times and says something spooky, yeah, it's uh, so he he ends up bringing the creature to life underneath the tree. So way to go, dumbass. <laughs> Okay, so what are these figures? When when the kids get turned into, like, these statues, are they wood? I think so. I thought okay. they were wood. Okay. But I was, I was curious as to why they become so small. Like, why don't they, why don't they stay life-sized? Well, easier to carry around. What I didn't understand is if they're made small, why are you taking them back to the tree one at a fucking time? You know, get a purse, man. You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, carry around a fanny pack. Just slip those things in. Get all your kids before going back to the treehouse. You're you're wasting precious time taking them back one at a time. I mean, it is a troll. He's equally as stupid as Ernest is. I suppose so. (laughs) At least it's a fair fight. True. See, but my question is, if all of the kids were shrunk, why wasn't Rimshot shrunk? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, the, well, I mean, there's a lot of problems with the rim shot. Uh, like, am I wrong, or does the thing not have a head? Uh, like, it's, the statue. Yeah, it doesn't he's like he no, his head like underneath. He's like hiding. Oh, okay, you see it like briefly in one shot because I wondered the same thing. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I no, I agree. It did look weird, but yeah, no, why didn't it shrink? Maybe because canine dna works differently with this magic spell than human you know sure sure yeah (laughs) you know it's it's like the polyjuice potion in harry potter you know when they accidentally use a cat hair it affects hermione for days instead of just the hour that it's supposed to yes yeah okay it's just like harry potter (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, spooky. <laughs> We're talking about witches. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we go back to the crazy old lady's house while the troll starts collecting his children. See, uh, I, I did also think that maybe it was a chocolate treat. The first kid, get when he gets turned into one of these, it looks like a chocolate figure. That that was the other reason why I was asking. But anyway, yeah, 
but he takes it back to the tree. Slimy pods are growing on his on, on the tree. He calls them his children. But he uh, but Ernest goes back to the place where the old lady lives. What is this place? I mean, there's open fires in the living room. You you just you just have barrel fires going on in the middle of your house. I I don't think they needed to send Ernest over there to clean the place up. I think they needed to send some people over to remove her from this premises that is borderline, you know, uninhabitable. Yeah, like, she seems like she's a weird hoarder hobo living on her own property with, yeah, definitely uh, issues happening upstairs. Is she supposed to be a voodoo lady? Oh, I don't know. I, it was never really un- it was never really clear to me what her deal is because yeah. like is she from the olden days? Yeah. Because like because when at, like to fast forward to the end of the movie when I guess the people who were wooden before from you know the original scene yeah. come come out of the tree they all seem to know who she is and they're yeah. like you got old but that was a hundred years ago. Yeah, so that's I I was wondering that too. Yeah, is she what was it 100 or was it like 70? I mean, that's happened. what I was going to say too cuz I was like did they specify how long of a time gap cuz they said they were her sister. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going by Wikipedia. Oh, okay. On that, but <laughs> I'm not going to tr- I'm not going to necessarily trust the facts on Wikipedia for Ernest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Ernest after talking to the old lady and finding out about the troll being alive, runs around town with a megaphone, just dropping down the street. And that's when we get to meet Bobby and uh, is it Chuck and Bobby? And they're filming a commercial for their store. The, what was it? The Tulip, uh, Tulip Brothers one stop salvage shop. And, I feel like, oh, sorry, I'll go finish, finish this thought. Well, you know what I was going to say. I think that means it's time for Sponsorship Corner! So now you finish your thought. (laughs) Alright, I was gonna say, we we glossed over, like, I don't know why, like, I I don't feel like I should take too much issue with it, because it's kind of earnest shtick, but, like... The whole situation that leads to the releasing of the troll, like, like, is that yuck yucks or is that groans? Like, I don't know. I didn't know what to make of it. Like, is that funny when you're a kid? Because you could you realize, or is it just like I feel like as an adult, I'm not appreciating it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I like th- this one for me as a kid was such an unmemorable movie. Compared to the other Ernests I grew up with, because I would have already been like 15 when this movie came out. Okay. Or I guess 14. Yeah, it it wasn't yuck yuck to me at that age. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's more just you're a dummy, Ernest. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely his thing. Anyways. Back to Sponsorship Corner. Here we go, Sponsorship (laughs) Corner, always on the lookout for product placements and movies. This week, Ernest Scared Stupid is brought to you by Wrangler and Bugle Boys Jeans, Converse, Duckhead, Chevy Oldsmobile, Raleigh Bikes, Bumblebee Boats, 
Coca-Cola, Bud Light, Tender Vittles, Purity Chocolate Milk, Hostess, Czech Cereal, Dunkin' Donuts, Miter, and Super Soaker 50. Plus the fictional Acme Powdered Milk, Tulip Brothers One Stop Salvage Shop, Troll Away Spray, No Troll Pest Strip, and Miak. And this has been Sponsorship Corner. Miak. <laughs> Miak. You know, Miak to me was the most relatable mo- mo- part of this movie. Because we've all been there. Right, where you have three of the four letters you need in a game of Wordle or something, where it's just like you're trying to sound it out and nothing that you put (laughs) in the place sounds right. And then when you finally find out what the answer is, you're just kicking yourself for being so stupid. But yeah, that's why I find it relatable. Don't necessarily go to milk if you land on Miak before milk. That's earlier in the alphabet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes, Miak. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so smart for figuring out the milk thing before the kids did in this movie. I'm like, yes. I mean, full disclosure, I had taken an edible and smoked a really good joint before sitting down and watching Ernest Scared Stupid. So, you know, it was, uh, I think I enjoyed this on a whole different level. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's probably what it would take for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So I, I have to say that the store, the the Tulip Brothers store, it sells an awful lot of troll supplies. Like, is this a problem in this universe, this earnest universe? Is trolls a regular problem that a shop would stock it? Or is it just that they're trying to make the point that this place has everything? I think you may have missed something there because they're not actually troll stuff they're just swindling Ernest for money because he's so dumb that he's like oh okay but but some of them have legitimate labels on them yeah they they probably pasted on there (laughs) oh yeah here you go look well then they have a nice printer in the back they fooled me yeah I took it that he was being that Ernest was being swindled because I feel like there's a scene right before Ernest comes in where they're kind of talking about like not being able to sell or not having people like come in and then when Ern- when Ernest comes in and he's asking for all this stuff, they're just like making it up. Okay. Oh, they they fooled me with their fancy labels. I mean, it would have been different if they had crossed certain things out and written it in Sharpie. You know, I, I would have, you know, I would have taken that as okay. Ernest is just an idiot. <laughs> so the kids though are pretty smart in this movie. They figure out that Joey is a statue, and. Uh, <laughs> I've got written in my notes. Oh, good. Her cluttered yard has become a nightmare labyrinth for the troll to live in as the troll chases them to her house. But instead, he takes advantage of the skateboarding kid that goes by. But they, they start setting up the troll trap. And so, I mean, I guess this is the stuff that was supposed to be haha funny was all of the physical comedy with Ernest and like setting up the giant bear trap with his entire body where you're just hoping more damage is going to get done than actually happens. 
You know, it just it felt very wily coyote to me. Ooh, yeah. that's such a like great analogy. I could have used more of seeing Ernest get maimed. I think that would have been funnier to me. Yeah. <laughs> t- t- take out the scenes where he's just doing a bunch of different characters and uh that's the type of physical comedy i like yeah like when people get hurt that's the funniest (laughs) well you know i i love jim varney but he does have a very punchable face (laughs) yeah yeah like like you know you want to see him hurt himself it's kind of the same with mr bean you kind of want to see mr bean hurt himself too just because he just looks like someone that can take it that's yeah. a good com- like that's a good comparison to me like Ernest very much gives me Mr. Bean vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we get the troll trap as well with the with the garbage can with the sign that says like trolls only or whatever and the arrow. Are are you expecting trolls to be able to read? <laughs> Maybe? Yeah. I mean, didn't he hang, like, that one, like, little doll there, too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a doll, too. So creepy. <laughs> well, yeah. He's also he's also expecting a troll not to be able to tell the difference between a dog and a child. So. Yeah. Er- Ernest, I don't think, is really has, like, high expectation for this, tr- this troll's IQ. No. No, probably not. So, the, the one thing that I, uh would have probably been terrified of if I had seen this as a child and as a young child, because I wasn't a young child when I first saw this, but is the, the kid trying to trap Kenny by using Elizabeth's voice like that, that little girl's voice coming out of that snotty troll. It's just like, Whoa, that's (laughs) see, that's where the nightmare fuel comes in for me. See, you have to, you have to look beyond the surface level of this to see where the real creepy is. And then when you see that, then it's like, Oh, this is why, this is why Sean could never trust a woman. (laughs) 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 Just could be, you just never know. It could be that troll. (laughs) Yeah. Years of, yeah. Years of trust issues. So while Kenny is trying to convince his dad that trolls are real, Ernest shows up with the Murdochs in the back of his truck because he didn't catch trolls. He caught the Murdochs and Ernest gets fired, but he still has to return the truck. That That's a sure way to get to not have this recently fired employee rebel. You know, let him take back the city property. Yeah, it's I, I will say it's it's unfair that Ernest gets fired. Like I get I get he he almost maimed some children, but those children were pretending to be trolls and they are gigantic assholes. Yeah. Yeah, but they're they've like got diplomatic immunity because they're the I mayor's guess, they're, child. They're, they're the mayor's kids. Yeah. Figures that they're the mayor's kids. Now there was I mean, as as stupid as Ernest can be at times, I found one genuinely hilarious moment in this movie is when Ernest says that he doesn't know how to quit and they do a cutaway gag. Yes. You know, where he this says, the... just ask my fourth grade teacher. Yes, I agree. Yeah. This is the funniest moment in the entire movie. Where she corroborates <laughs> the story. Yeah. And then, and then they bring it back one more time where, yeah, where they bring her back again saying, yeah. He doesn't know how to quit. Yes. Truly, truly funny stuff in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know why I thought it was so funny, but it was just, I think it because it's so unexpected. Yeah. Like, I just didn't, <laughs> it, it reminds me of Family Guy almost. It, like, it was it's just, Family Guy sensibilities, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the troll attacks Ernest in his truck, and so we end up with Rimshot driving, so, you know. <laughs> that dog can do it all. That dog, <laughs> that dog is amazing. Man, like, how do they train a dog to drive a car? That's uh, that's impressive, right there. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> We're not giving you that one. <laughs> <laughs> but but when they uh, when he tells like Rimshot to throw it into reverse or whatever, and he's like, "How about a bumper sandwich, Booger Lips?" The troll seems to have all the time in the world to get out of the way of this truck coming towards him. Both times. Both times, yeah. Yeah. But then the yes. troll has, like, super breath, too. I... Super breath? Yeah, he, like, does this blowing thing as well. No? You don't I, remember that? I, no? remember I don't. That. Well, well, it's I... funny what we each pick up on, hey? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. For me, it was just because it's like, I've never seen a troll with powers like this. He has like Superman's cooling breath or whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, he ends up like blowing Ernest out of the truck or something. I don't know. I, I didn't write down a knee, uh, enough details. My notes literally say, and the troll has some sort of super breath question mark. And, you know, I was hoping that would be enough to remember what this was, but... <laughs> well, I do know there's multiple, but I always thought the troll was just throwing Ernest. Because there's like a couple of times where like Ernest just gets thrown through walls at, to the feet of other people. Yeah. After after battling the troll, that's what I thought was happening. I don't recall him getting blown away, literally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we we find out that Kenny is one of those lame kids that shows up to a costume party without a costume. <laughs> okay, so the the <laughs> Chuck that, that also doesn't track. Kenny, Kenny, you, we know, we all know that Kenny is the type of kid that shows up with like the hand stitched, like film accurate costume. <laughs> <laughs> He's that kind of nerd. Yeah, yeah, he is. So the the one guy has a specialty of stir fried sushi. That's one of the things he's selling at this town meeting. I wonder if that would be any good. No. <laughs> that remind, did, what, what movie did we just watch that had like a a western sushi sushi restaurant? Oh. Was it Blue Was it Blues Brothers? It Maybe. Been... Anyways, that's the type of thing oh, that no, I would I, expect. Was it Buckaroo Bonsai? No. No, okay. Anyway, I, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Blues Brothers, but that's the type of thing I'd expect to be on that menu. Yeah, okay, there you go. So, we find out that even though the troll has been lurking in the shadows all this time, now he just doesn't give a fuck and goes to the party and gets another kid right there in the middle of this Halloween party that's going on. But this was one of those points where I noticed how often they were showing the word milk in the background, since (laughs) Ernest has now seen, you know, the book. And it's like, ah, I figured it out. I, I heard, though, like, Miak is not real. 
But I, I did hear that, like, a fan theory, they've based all the evidence on what they can see on the label and, you know, and the things that he says in his little speech about Miak, is that they've concluded it's some sort of yogurt-type substance. So, like, Ernest oh. might have accidentally beat this monster with Miak. He just couldn't get it open in time. But he might have actually won. Yeah, I could buy Miak as being something like, uh, like Yop. Like, did you ever? I've never had yeah, it. Oh, but yeah, I, I yeah. know people who have, it just seems so gross. But like that yogurt. Yop your mama. Pop, yop, yeah. Yop, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like one of those weird, <laughs> weird yo- yogurt tube treats that you see could easily be called Miak. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It really is. Uh, the the girl that plays Elizabeth is named Shay Astar, and I wrote down, "I'm Astar, a robot." Does anyone remember those commercials? Do you, do, do, do... No, no, v- vaguely. Like I, I'm Astar, I fix... a robot. I can put my arm back on, but you can't. So play safe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were like child safety ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember those. This is this is when we get the bully turn, right? Like after the, they briefly chase away the troll with the ice cream, and Rimshot goes down. Yeah, yeah. Rim, Rimshot gets turned into wood, and the kid kid figures out the melt connection. But because they're in an era before cell phones, they're fucked. I mean, but yeah, all the kids, including the Murdochs, are on Kenny's side now, and so the troll needs one more kid. But so Ernest tries ramming the troll into the tree, but the troll just disappears. He couldn't get out of the way before with the truck when Rimshot was driving, but now he can magically get out of the way. Sounds like a continuity error. Yeah, okay. But because he hits the tree, the weird thing, egg things, the pods on the tree start to fall to the ground. And Ernest tries to catch them all, but of course he can't. And they bury themselves into the ground. I don't understand why being on the ground. Oh, well, I guess they have to bury themselves into the ground. Never mind. I was going to say, I don't understand why buried or landing on the ground is the difference maker. But but how did Ernest know that? Yeah, that's true. What was it in the book? The book with the stuck together pages? The Miak page? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Didn't think of that. But all the neutrals are just so easy to knock out. Like the, the you know, the master troll, he runs it over with the car like twice. Rimshot just backs over that motherfucker. But, you know, they... <laughs> but these new ones, it's like every one of them just goes down with one shot. They, they go down with the pizza cannon, man. Like, it's, you know... <laughs> <laughs> These are such wimpy trolls. They're newborns. They need to get their legs like baby deer. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, the cavalry comes uh, because all the people from town are there to help now. And the humans aren't doing so well, though. Everyone's life is in danger. But, you know, Ernest still takes a moment to do a little bit. You know, that that's one thing I noticed about Ernest is he always takes a moment to make sure that he does a little bit for someone. Yep, I had the same thought. I'm like, eh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't rush or anything. Yeah. Not that I'm ever going to watch another Ernest movie unless this podcast requires it. But <laughs> if I if I had to guess based on the character alone and this movie, I would be willing to bet that 
Ernest goes to camp and Ernest and the army are two of the better ones. Because I think those ones would be like most lent well to his like these weird offshoot semi like inspirational speech things he does. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like if you're going to put Ernest in a scary movie, I feel like he would have been better suited in The Monster Squad. I was going to say that at the end, but like I feel like there's a lot of the world missed out on a on a on a crossover movie between this and Monster Squad for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he could have taken the role of the old German guy, you know. Yeah. And yeah. especially like the way the way the opening credits was I I thought this movie was going to be more about like Ernest kind of versus the universal like monsters yeah. instead of just this weird troll. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, because Ernest is busy doing a bit though, he ends up hitting the wrong person in the head with a bowling ball. So <laughs> you'd think that guy would be dead. But then we end up with the troll that swallows bullets and then gets hit in the back of the head to fire bullets. He he wouldn't have swallowed that many shots. I mean, he shoots at least 20 bullets, but he just <laughs> empties one guy's revolver. I mean, he had six, maybe eight bullets in him. Yeah. Sean's such a stickler. I know. I know. I'm just out there counting bullets. It's impossible. Bring some realism to this Ernest movie for me, please. Uh, oh, realism? Really? Yes. The fact that this guy would need to have some sort of gunpowder and some sort of mechanics inside? Oh, yeah, okay. But how many, though? That's the problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that part. Oh, my God. It's flawed. It's so I mean, to, go, to, to go back to your Looney Tunes, your Wiley e. Coyote reference from earlier, I feel like yeah. this, is a, this is also a, a Looney Tunes thing that happens often where they bugs or whoever just downs a bunch of bullets and then fires them off like a pea shooter. Yeah. But if we're playing by cartoon rules, then like Ernest should have been able to just put his finger in the troll's mouth and it would have all backfired. We would have blown the back of that troll's head out. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, something, it kind of happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, Kenny shows up with the super soakers and they're drenching everybody in milk. And they all become like festering piles of disgusting troll sludge. So, you know, that was uh, gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We, we forgot to talk about the scene where Kenny leads. It's hard to say who's influencing who. Like, we have the scene where the, the bully kind of says, like, oh, hey, like, sorry, and, and joins him. But then Kenny immediately leads a shoplifting raid on the local yeah. store. And mm-hmm. I, I would really love to see the wide shot of the scene where he's just has his hand out on and with his bike and is just corralling milk into his cart because there's just no way there's no way that that all all he was he was able to land all those in there there's there's just milk everywhere in that store right now like i feel so (laughs) bad for that shop owner (laughs) like he didn't ask for that all these hoodlums just bite like that's a gang And isn't this the sheriff's son? Yeah, like, exactly. That makes it even worse. <laughs> so Ernest is about to be beheaded when Kenny saves him. And so now the main troll, though, is leveling up, I guess. Yeah. I didn't but really t- get what his deal was. Yeah. Yeah. He just, okay, now he's super troll. I don't know. He's evolving. He's a Pokemon. <laughs> but... <laughs> 
But we diffuse the tension slightly with a little montage of Ernest getting dressed up in a bunch of costumes again. But Ernest gets excited about having the high ground. And as we know from Star Wars Episode 3 and the Obi-Wan series, the high ground is key. So good thing they built this treehouse. Because, you know, he's like, as long as we have this treehouse, you know, we're, we're safe. Like, it's come in quite handy for this troll bout battle. Like, when they built this treehouse, they had no idea that they would be battling trolls. But thank God. Thank God. <laughs> they find out, though, that not even Melt can stop the the main troll now. He's grown too strong for it. And, like, do you think that, like, maybe Big Melt just got together in the 90s and was like, hey, we need a propaganda video. Let's hire <laughs> Ernest and try to get Melt sales up. You know, they, they should have done, like, an advertising campaign at the same time where it's like, Melt... Might save your life someday. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, Big Milk has been known to produce some uh, fairly controversial advertisement commercials. Like, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember the one with the old man in the wheelbarrow, where it's like literally this no. old dude is going out to the. It's it's on like if you just search like either like band commercials or like weird commercials you'll find it but it's like this old guy is basically it shows him like in his kitchen having a coffee and then he's gonna go out to do some yard work and then he goes to pick up the wheelbarrow but it's so heavy that it just rips his arms off and then it just fades to black and says got milk and then it's like and then you're just like oh so like if you don't eat milk your body falls apart is the message (laughs) awesome Oh, oh no. <laughs> so so but they find out that uh you know what's better than milk? Well, unconditional love. That's the only thing that's better than milk. See, I tell you big milk is in on it. So what what does Ernest do? He hugs and dances with the troll. And then like he kisses the troll. But why would you kiss right where the snot is? Out of all the places on that giant melon you could have kissed, you had to pick right in the snottiest of snot areas. My least favorite part of this movie. (laughs) It goes from love to like, what the hell? Come on. It's gross. The thing I was wondering about that is like old lady Hackmore at one point says it's like, the love of a child, and then she says, like, unconditional love, like, it's in brackets. Yeah. But part of me was, like, is... Are they saying, like, Ernest is... A childlike innocence? A, yeah, like, is he a child? <laughs> like, is he... Arrested you know, development? That yeah, kind of thing? That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I, that, I, I was kind of wondering that as well. Because, like, as soon as she said it the first time with love, you know, like, unconditional love of a child, I was like, oh, Ernest is going to come into play somehow. I actually did think of that at one point watching Mm -hmm. this movie. Yeah. But Ernest comes back, or Ernest saves the day, and all the kids come back to life, and we get a happy ending with a bunch of proud parents. And the kids from years and years ago also come back to life. Which is why, you know, like what Colin mentioned earlier, where whatever, maybe, I guess, uh, that means that Eartha Kid is actually like a couple hundred years old, or the opening scene was not that as long ago as we thought. But Ernest is sad because there's nothing for him. It's only kids coming back to life. 
But how how quickly he forgot about rim rim shot. Like, shouldn't that have been his first instinct? Was yeah. wait a minute, all these kids have come back to life. Hey, I had a wooden best friend. Shouldn't I go check in the cab of my truck and see if maybe you know he came back to life too? Yeah, but if he did that, you would miss out on the really cute sad face he made. <laughs> oh, I guess so. Yeah. But yeah, Rimshot comes back to life. Everything is good. And then the director gets Eartha Kit to look in the camera at the end for some reason. I don't know. Like, let's go all the way to the end of the movie and then break the fourth wall for some reason. But the end. That is Ernest scared stupid. So now Colin Marissa on IMDb. It scored 5.7 out of 10. It has a meta score of 38. Yeah, this tracks. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has 17% on the tomato meter and an audience rating of 50%. But Colin, those are just numbers like a bowling ball to the head. Hit us with some reviews. The reviews for this one are actually hilarious because despite the poor critic reviews a lot of people on google reviews anyways are fighting against it uh okay marley harris says five out of five stars this movie is impeccable i wish i could watch this movie every day for the rest of my life the acting skills of Ernest are so amazing that i would look a public bathroom floor to witness it for the first time again what everyone should watch this movie at least three times to get the full experience and amazingness of the film the entire thing is a cinematic masterpiece and should be put on every public TV screen and be watched 24-7 because Ernest deserves it. Ernest is my hero, and he will always be number one in my heart. Well, I have to tell that person, I believe this is my third viewing, and I don't think I've reached uh, that status with it that they said that for for me having to watch it three times. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Moncada also gives it 5 out of 5 stars and says the fact that Rotten Tomatoes gave this 70% and Google has 89% of people that enjoy this film goes to show how one-dimensional RT is with their film ratings. This is one of the top family Halloween films of all time, all times in all caps, and has a cult following for many great reasons. Storyline is fluid and maintains great twists and turns with added bits of humor, but not too much that it makes the film corny. Okay. <laughs> well, Any family or person that wants a break from Hocus Pocus or other feel-good family Halloween movies, this is absolutely the one. Yeah, well, I have 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, so either that person is from a different era and using a different uh, number than I am. You know, I yeah, one of us is wrong. I, I, I think Marissa is still over there reeling from the licking the bathroom floor comment from the first person i don't know <laughs> like it literally flashed i'm like why, why? <laughs> listen ernest is great i love ernest the character himself and yeah sure he deserves the acknowledgement but licking ba- that person needs help <laughs> <laughs> they need a better hobby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think these people are talking about the uh the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is 17%. Oh, I thought you said 70, like 7-0. Oh, no. no, no, 17. Uh, da, 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 let's see. Uh, Robert Carter says, 5 out of 5 stars. The greatest film ever made. Ignore the Rotten Tomatoes rating. This is my favorite movie of all time. It is the perfect Halloween movie. It's cheesy, but that makes it even better. 
not only the amazing musical score and the beautiful acting or the story, it is the greatest film in history. Anybody who thinks this movie is bad can eat some poop. Oh, Robert, Robert, Robert. I mean, when, when, when I say that I smoked a really good joint for this movie, I mean, I'm talking it was an exceptional joint. Like, it, it was one that was infused with crystals. And it, I know even that did not enhance this experience enough to to uh, agree with Robert over there. Robert, shame on you, sir. You are wrong. Oh boy. Uh this one this one's for Sean. This is a critic review. Austin Kennedy from Sin Magazine says In a perfect world, the kids from the Monster Squad would have teamed up with Ernest to battle the trolls. Now yes. that would have been a fun movie. Yes. There it is. There it is right there. And it would have been a great movie. I want to know what Sin Magazine is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if you do, but... <laughs> this will be the last one, I guess. Joshua S. gives the movie three out of five stars and says, I like it, but I wouldn't recommend it to anyone that doesn't like dumb stuff like I do. As I found out recently by showing it to my six-year-old niece. Then he puts dot, dot, dot. The comedy doesn't age well. (laughs) There you go. Right on. Right on. So, yeah. uh, 50-ish from audiences and, you know, 38 and 17 from critics. That last review made me realize that Ernest was yet again something that I did not watch with my children. But I know they have seen Ernest, and so even today's generation of children appreciate Ernest. Because I'm sure they would have watched this with me if I had offered it up to them. They've got too many extracurriculars right now. So, (laughs) this is not my favorite Ernest. I love Ernest just from a childhood perspective. I don't know if I get Ernest anymore. But he's still, I've got a soft spot. I love Jim Varney. I mean, the thing is, no matter what you think about Ernest, he is doing some amazing stuff physically. Like his face, the the way that he knows his body. He does some very impressive stuff, even if it is stupid as shit. Like there's the part where he ends up getting the lid of the troll dumpster slammed on his hands and he does this slow motion sort of double take where he looks at the camera looks back at his hands but he does it slower than it would even happen in a cartoon and there is some funny stuff happening on his face his performance is amazing this movie is not this movie is i you know i i dread the idea of going back and looking at some of my other preferred Ernest movies from the past. I have a feeling Ernest Goes to Africa is probably wildly offensive, and I probably should never, ever go back and look at that one. If I even have seen it in the first place, I don't know. But yeah, I I, I worry about destroying camp and jail by going back and watching those ones, because this one's just, yeah, it's not very good. I I'd be sitting down with a 40% on this one. Just as far as movies go, it's, it's, yeah. The Monster Squad Ernest movie would have been better. So I'm going to dump on this Ernest one. 
but I, <laughs> but I still love Ernest himself. Marissa, let's let's go over to you. On this viewing, what did you think of Ernest Scared Stupid? I would have to agree with you. (laughs) Love Ernest as the character. Like I said, he's got those lovable mannerisms and like, he's just so stupid. It's like one of those, like, it's okay. You're pretty, you know, like one of those people. And you're just like, it's, it's a character you love, but this one, yeah, this one, um, as I was watching through it, I'm like, why isn't it over yet? (laughs) We could have concluded this like five times by now. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, This is like when you go to see a friend's play and it's not very good and you go backstage with them and you're just like, wow, you guys just did that show, didn't you? (laughs) You know, that was you. Boy, did you give it your all. You know, everyone sang their heart out. It, looked, it, really, it really looked like you guys were having a lot of fun up there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that that's kind of, yeah. This is the one where it's like, I love you, Jim Var- Varney, but, you know, you know, you, boy, you guys made a movie. Good on you. you you've made more movies than I have. <laughs> Colin, let's go over to you. What did you think of Ernest Scared Stupid? Mm, not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a... I don't know. Again, I think it's just sensibilities change in your life. This no longer really fits my comic sensibility. But I also think, like, we've kind of touched on, but I feel more agreed with this now, is, like, I think there was a better movie that Ernest Scared Stupid could have been. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have liked the Monster Squad version of Ernest Scared Stupid where he, like, met the Universal Monsters or, like, dealt with a monster that we've seen before or yeah. like, was, like, Ernest versus Dracula or something like that. Yeah, like, you need Scooby-Doo meets the Wolfman. That's the kind of thing you need. Yeah, or the Wolfman. Like, I think yeah. I think going with the troll was a, was a bad move. Yeah. Because it can, like, Ernest can only take you so far i think i and i think especially when you have like you this movie needed something more recognizable for ernest to play off of not have ernest be the i don't know the only thing there i guess yeah yeah because you're you're hoping that a lot of love is going to be given to these creatures that are not known like er, yeah Er, Ernest, it's hard for Ernest to carry a movie. Some something else big yeah, has to yeah. be going on for Ernest to carry a movie, and the troll wasn't the right big to carry the movie. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's a good way of putting it. You need a like, villain that talks, that monologues. <laughs> yeah, like I think Ernest would be great as a side character, <laughs> but the yeah. fact that he's got like eight of his own movies that he's led is mind-boggling to me it is absolutely yeah yeah well there we go that is Ernest scared stupid that's our show for this week oh boy a huge thank you to marissa dingle for joining us on this spooky halloween episode thank you for joining us marissa always a pleasure to have you thanks for having me (laughs) again If you like that show, one thing you can do to really help us out on the business end is, well, just tell people. Share our posts. Word of mouth is huge for a podcast trying to build an audience. Just tell people, and they tell someone, and they tell someone, and they tell someone, and all of a sudden, we've got millions of people listening to our show. 
Or if you want to go a step beyond, go over to whatever app you listen to your podcast on and give us some stars. We'd love to have the maximum amount of stars. Give us some stars, a little review. Just help drive us up the charts. Help us get noticed. Let science and the algorithms of those podcast apps do the work and drive us up the charts. Or you could become a producer of the show if you have a couple extra bucks a month and want to donate to us. Go over to patreon.com slash I used to like this one. Become part of our Patreon family and you become an executive producer and get a shout out just like Joshua Blum. And be sure to check out our website, www.iselectthisfun.com, for links to all of our podcast episodes and social media pages. And if you want to drop us a line, you can do so at one at gmail.com and let us know what movies you used to like, and then maybe you'll find us talking about them on the show. I Used to Like This One is created by, hosted by, and produced by Sean Wells and Colin Stewart. It is edited by Sean Wells, music by Lyndon Carter. Look for his band Carter and the Capitals anywhere you listen to music. And if you would like to hear more from me and my stories of my day job as a bus driver, check out my other podcast, In Front of the Yellow Line, anywhere pods are cast, the whole first season now available. Thank you for listening, and join us next time when we take a look at another spooky movie on. I used to like this one. <clears throat> Voice given out at the end there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>